Nuchaver, what do you say? You guys ready for Daf Chaf Dav Masechta Erevin? Of course you are. Of course you're ready. So, if you're ready, I'm ready. Overview before we begin. So, we are going to continue on the sugya that we began yesterday. A residential area larger than two sa'a that is planted for seed, that right, that you plant seeds in it. Um, okay. So we're going to understand that. Rafuna Breda of Yeshua over there. Okay. Then we talk about a residential area larger than two sa'a that you planted trees in there, right? We talked about seeds being problematic, but trees being okay. Okay. Seeds like Zra'im, like, um, and vegetables and things like that. Uh, let me talk a bit about like, let's say you have a residential area, well, a Karpov, so a non-residential area that was non-residential, then you want to make it residential. What do you guys think? Um, a Mavui and a path that open into a back lot. That's an interesting one. We're going to have to, we're going to have to bring out the diagrams for that one. Yeah, yeah, we got some diagrams for you there at the end. Uh, and then, and then just like a continuation of that, like carrying between a mavoi and a back lot. Remember that fun sugyas? What, you forgot? You pushed it out of your head? Well, find it. <laughs> Bring it back. The amazing sugya of Nifritza Bimlo Lamako Maasar. Yes, yes, yes. It's back. A shtickle. Well, actually, it's back a lot today, but that once that, that, that sugya, once you get it, it isn't so bad. I mean, you have two things. You can't carry between them. And then they're breached uh, completely one to the other. Let's get started. So I think probably the best way to get started is, to, is to, with the refresh of what we're talking about. So we are talking about A, um, residential space. Okay, you have a residential space. And it was that means that it was Hukaf Ladira. You put up walls around this space with the intention of living in this space. Awesome. So... Now, the halacha is, if it's hukaf ladira, it could be as big as you want. It could be larger than a base sa'asayim. There is no base sa'asayim limitation when this area is hukaf ladira. But, you mess it up. You drop the ball. How did you drop the ball? How did you complicate things? You decided that you want to plant some seeds in this area. Now, uh, an area that has seeds planted is a gina. A gina is basically the equivalent of a karpaf. And that would be governed by the halachas of karpaf, which is that there is a maximum of a base sa'asayim in order to be able to carry in a karpaf. You can only carry in a karpaf, a non-residential space, as long as it is, as it is smaller than a base sa'asayim. So now, here we have this area. It was hukaf ladira, so it's residential. It could be however large you want it. It's no problem. It's not limited by a base sa'asayim. However, you then begin converting it into a gina. Now, so we say that as long as the majority of this space remains chatzari, remains like open area for you to use, well, then the minority of the seeds are going to be batel, and uh, you'll still be able to carry in this space. If the majority of this uh, area is now seeds, so then, so then um, the 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 area that is not full of seeds, the open area becomes batel to the rove, which is seeds, and then you have this 
space, which is larger than a Besasayim, which is entirely, uh, which we treat as though it's entirely a Gina slash Karpa, and we say that you cannot carry there anymore. Um, okay. Then we had the opinion of Rafuna Bred of Yoshua, who said, well, actually, even if the majority of the, this area is seeds, it would only be a problem if the seeds are more than a base sa'asayim. Because if this area is larger than a base sa'asayim, well then you have basically have a gina that is larger than a base sa'asayim, you can't carry in that area. And then you have a situation of this one contained area where you have this part that's with seeds that's larger than a base sa'asayim, and you can't carry there. And then you have that other part without the seeds, which is just a regular chatzar, and you can carry there, but they're open into each other, and therefore you can't carry in any of this place. Um, even in the part that doesn't have the seeds, because it's completely open to the part that does have the seeds, and it's larger than a base sa'asayim. Okay? But, says Rav Huna of Yeshua, if this area, even if it's a majority of the space, but if this area is less than a base, or really a base sa'asayim or less, well, then it's no problem, because you can carry in this, seated area because it's a base asaim or less it's a karpaf you can also carry in the chatzar right and we're going to say that Ravuna Yoshua is like Rav Shimon who says that you're allowed to carry between a karpaf and a chatzar and therefore there's no problems over here so the big difference between the first way to understand it and Ravuna Bredev Yeshua's way of understanding it is that according to the first way of understanding it it's basically entirely governed by rov and mute if the majority of this open area is the seated area, well, then you will be unable to carry in any of it, any of it because the open area is bottled to the seated area and you have an area larger of a base asaim because this enclosed area is larger than a base asaim and it's all entirely considered seated and you can't carry in this place. Whereas Rav Hunabre the Yeshua says, wait a minute, let's view these things not by rove and mute, but based on what they are. Let's view the seated area as a seated area and the chatzar area as a chatzar area. And as long as the seated area is less than a base sa'asayim or less, well, you can carry there and you can also carry in the open area. And you can, it's like Reb Shemin says that you can carry between a kaipaf and a, and a, and a chatzar and it's no problem. Now, moving on to today's Gemara. The Gemara is going to ask, but even according to Reb Funabre de Yoshua, the fact of the matter is, or really according to Reb Shemin, the fact of the matter is, you, you can't just ignore rove and mute, right? If the majority of this chatzar is these seeds, well, then we, we, the mute is going to necessarily be batel to the rove, and we're going to have to view this chatzar as though it's, uh, 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 well, well, not this chatzar, but this area that is larger than a base sasayim as a karpaf, as a karpaf that is larger than a base sasayim. And you won't be able to carry anywhere, right? Even according to Reb Shimon, right? Reb Shimon saying, that you're allowed to carry between a karpaf and a and 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 a and a, a chatzer. However, in this case, it's really just one area that the rove is a karpaf, which makes the entire thing a karpaf, and it's just a big karpaf, larger than a base asaim. You can't carry anywhere. So says the Gemara at the bottom of Chavkimol Medbeis. The Shimon Nami, also according to Shimon, Kevin the Nizra Rubo. Well. Once the, you know, you have this area and most of it is Nizra, is these seeds. Well then, whatever miut area of this enclosed space that is not seated will be bottled to the part that is seated. 
And now basically what you have is this one large area, bigger than a base asayim, that's we're treating it as though it's entirely seated, and you can't carry darin. Ela Okay, so one second. So if Huna Braid Rabbi Yoshua's idea of, of 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 ignoring Rove and just view it as like two separate areas within this larger area is not going to work because you ha- you can't ignore Rove. And if the Rove is these seeds, the entire thing is treated as if it's seeds and it's too big, you can't carry Darin. Rather, this is how we have to understand what Rav Huna Braid Rabbi Yoshua is saying. Yitmar Yitmar, this is how you have to say it. Hamiuta Shari, right? That when we said that um, this open, right, that, that this space becomes a problem when you have seeds there. It's what? It's Nizra Rubo. It's only if the majority of the space is planted with seeds, because then we have to view it as if it's entirely planted with seeds. However, if the mute, if the minority of this space is planted with seeds, well then, Homiuto Shari. But if the minority of this space is planted with seeds, so then it's no problem, right? Because you have the majority is, you, right, you, you, you have this area that you, in, that you put, uh, whatever, you enclosed it, you put an, uh, a, a, a wall around it with the intention of living in it. And since you had the, right, hukafladira, you had the intention of living in it. Since you had the intention of living in it, it can be larger than a base asayim, right? And so therefore there's no problem. Now you started putting in some seeds there. As long as those seeds are a minority of the space, well, then they're bottled to the majority, which is this living space, and you can carry in the entire thing. So now, Amr Rafuna Breda of Yeshua, now Rafuna Breda of Yeshua comes to qualify that statement and say, actually, not so fast. Even if it's the minority, you can't necessarily carry in this enclosed area because Lo Amarin Elad Lo Havi when we say that as long as the seated area is the minority, you can carry in this enclosed area, that's only as long as the seated area is less than, and not including, is less than a base sa'asayim. Aval base sa'asayim asr. But if the seated area is equal to a base sa'asayim, it will be forbidden. Meaning, we're talking about this enclosed area. A minority of this closed area is seated. Now we're saying as long as this seated area is less than a base sa'asayim, well then we could say, look, it's a minority of the enclosed space. It's not particularly significant. It's not even a base sa'asayim. So therefore we can kind of ignore it and say you can carry in this closed space. However, says Rapunabre de Yoshua, once this seated area is a base sa'asayim, even though it's the minority of this enclosed area, it's significant. It's a significant minority because it's a base, it's a base sa'asayim. And therefore you can't ignore it anymore. And you have to treat it as if you have this enclosed space where you have two parts to it. You have a seated part, which is a base sa'asayim. And you have a, um, other part, which, which is not seated and you can carry there. But it's two different, it's two separate areas. You have your karpath area with your seeds. And you have your chatzar area, which is just like kind of open and livable. Now you can carry in both of them individually, right? Right? Because um, it's not, the, the seated area is not larger than a base sasayim. It's exactly a base sasayim, so you can carry there. You can also carry in the chatzar, because there's no problem in carrying in that chatzar. However, they're completely open to one another, and you cannot carry between them. 
You cannot carry between a karpaf and a chatzor. According to Reb Shimon, you can. But as the Gemara now says, Kiman Kirabana. This is the opinion, this would be according to the opinion of the Rabbana, who said that you cannot carry between a karpaf and a chatzor. You can carry within the chatzor, you can carry within the karpaf, you cannot carry between them. Now, in this case, we have this one enclosed area where you have the seated area, which is a base asayim, and it's significant, and you can carry there individually, and you have this chatzor area, which is the majority, right, and that's just kind of opening, open, and you can carry there, but because this, ba- this, um, seated area is a base assignment, it makes, it makes it significant, and it's not just bottled to the rove, and you have two separate areas where me'ikradin, in them, themselves you can carry, but you cannot carry between them, because it's a karpaf and a chatzar, and they're completely breached one to the other, therefore you're gonna, we're gonna have to say you can't carry in any of it, because it becomes nifritzav mlo lamakama asr. So that's what Rufuna Breda of Yoshua is saying, is that even if the seated area is a minority, we can only say that it's bottle if it's less than a base sa'asayim. Once it's already a base sa'asayim, we can't ignore it. And you basically have within this enclosed area two separate areas, a karpaf and a chatzar, and you can't carry between them because it's nifritzav bimlo l'makum ha'asar. Ravir miyamidifti ma'asne l'kula, where Ravir miyamidifti is a little bit more allowing, is a little bit more mekel, and he says, hamiuta shari, right? We said that, the seated area is only a problem if it's the majority of this space, but if it's the minority, it's acceptable. Now, Amr of of Yoshua, Lo Amar and Ela Beisa Asayim. We only say that if it is up to and including a Beisa Asayim. That even if the seated area is a Beisa Asayim, you can still carry in the entire, uh, this entire closed area. But if it's larger than a Beisa Asayim, then it's going to be also like Rib Shimon. Meaning, According to Yirmiyah Midifti, what Rafuna Breda of Yoshua is saying is that even if this seated area is a base sa'asayim, and it's a significant area, right, so therefore we can't just ignore it, but because it's a base sa'asayim, we could still carry within this karpaf, this seated area, because it's a base sa'asayim, it's not more than that, and you can also carry in the open area, because why not? And this is Reb Shimon's opinion, which is that you can carry in between a karpaf and a, and a chatzar. So therefore you can continue to carry in this open space. Because, you know, you, you know, even though the, even though the minority is this seated area, but it's a significant minority because it's a base sign, but nonetheless you could still carry in this, um, um, seated area on its, in its own right, because it's not larger than a base sign. You can also carry in the chatzar in its own right, because why not? And according to Reb Shimon, you can carry between a chatzar and a beisa and, and, and a karpaf. So therefore, there's no problem carrying in, in, in the entire thing. However, once it's larger than a beisa asayim, well, then uh, it's a problem because you can no longer carry in the seated area in and of itself. And then you have a situation of this one enclosed space that has a place where you can carry and a place that you can't carry without anything between them. And that's nifritzavim lo l'makom asr, and you can't even carry in the chatzar part. Let's move on. We said, however, if you planted trees in the majority of this space, well, then it's no problem and you can carry because trees just make the place awesome. It's not going to mess anything up. It's a chatzar that has trees in it. That's great. Amr of Yehuda, Amr of Vimi. So Yehuda says the name of Avimi. Vushasuin, it's tablaos. But these trees have to be made in orderly rows, meaning... You can't just have this space that's larger than a base asayim that's filled with random trees and say that you can, uh, right, right, that can be considered residential because there's trees in there. 
Those trees are wild. So it's not like a residential space. They have to be in properly orderly rows so that, you know, it's the kind of place where you'd want to hang out and, and live and rest. Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman says, no, they, these trees don't have to be in neat or orderly, leisurely rows. They can even be wild and, and, and that would be fine. It would still, you could still, it would still be considered residential and even if it's larger than a base Hasayim, you can carry there. Mar Yehuda Ikla Levei Rav Huna Bar Yehuda. So Mar Yehuda visited Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, Chazanu Lahanu, Tulavida Yitztablos, Vukamatat Lebegavayu. And Mar Yehuda noticed that by Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, there was a space that was larger than a base Hasayim. And there were trees in there, in there, but they weren't in neat rows and there were people carrying. Amarlei, so Mar Yehuda said to Rav Huna Bar Yehuda, don't you hold of Avimi's opinion, which is that the trees would have to be in orderly rows? Amrle Anak Rav Nachman severely says, I, I hold like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says they don't have to be in orderly rows. Okay. Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Shmuel, says Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel. Karpaf Yosem and Beisasayim. So if you have a Karpaf that is larger than Tusa'ah, Shiloh Kafladira that was not surrounded with walls with the intention of being a residential space. So obviously that's not going to be okay, right? It's larger than a base asayim, not for living. You can't carry there. Ketzadu Oseb. But what do you do if you want to be able to carry there, right? As Rashi says, what if you build your house right next to this enclosed area and you want to open up your the, the yard of your house into this area so you have a nice big yard? So what you want to do is you want to, you know, connect your private property with this karpaf, which maker then you're not allowed to carry in because it was not hukaf ladira. So what can you do to basically, you know, um, what's it called? Transform this karpaf area that you can't carry into into a karpaf area that you can carry into it by saying, look, it's hukaf ladira, right? Even though at the time that you built the walls, it was not hukaf ladira, but you want to sort of convert it so you can now have it for living in. So Poriz Bopirza Yosem Eser. So what you do is you breach the wall, you put a hole in the wall, right? A big you break down the wall, larger than ten amis wide. Vigodro. And then right, so once it's larger than ten amis wide, as Rashi says, the Have It's like this area isn't enclosed anymore. So the walls are basically broken at this point. And then what you do is the Godro. Then you fix the wall, umamidu al eser, and you make that opening ten amos or less, that it's now a pesach, umutter, and now you can carry in this, um, karpaf area that was initially, um, the walls were put up, not for the intention of living, but now you've, kilu, broken down the walls and reconstructed the walls enough at least, so that we can consider it that it, that the walls were put up with the intention of living in this space, and you can now carry in there. Ibayelhu, now the Gemara asks the Kasha, Paratz Ama Vigadra Ama, Ufaratz Ama Vigadra, Achishlimaliosa Me Eser, Mao. What happens if this fellow, he knocks down an Ama of wall, fixes it? Then knocks, at, knocks down the adjacent Ama of wall, fixes that. And one at a time, he knocks down an Ama of wall until he is, he has cumulatively knocked down more than 10 Amas of wall and fixed it. Do we say that you would have to knock down 10 Amas 
really more than 10 amas of wall in one go and then bring it back, right? And then basically fix enough wall until there's 10 amas or left. You know, do you have to have at one point, do you, right? Does it have to be that at, there was one point where there was mamish a breach of more than 10 amas? Or is this enough if sort of over the course of your project, you are going to be left with 10, more than 10 amas of, well, you're going to be left with, essentially you're going to have more than 10 amos of new wall. Okay, more, more than 10 amos of wall that's there now that wasn't there before. So does that, does that work? Um, so now, Chavra, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Chavra. You might remember that there was one Gemara in Masech Shabbos that I did not understand. No matter how much I tried to understand it, I couldn't understand it. That Gemara was on it had to do with shoes that had ears on them. And I could not, for the life of me, figure it out. And that Gemara is brought here. I still don't get it. I'm not going to try to get it. And we don't need to get it. Because the part that I didn't get then, I still don't get. And... Um, it's not really that important for understanding Pshat and the Gemara. But the point is, the question is, how do we um, deal with something that was removed and then replaced so that the initial um, uh, components are completely gone and replaced with new ones? So, Lav Hainu Ditznan, so you can skip the words Amalei. So, Lav Hainu Ditznan, so the Gemara says, well, is this not that which we learn in the Mishnah and Kalim? I think it's in Kalim. Somewhere. Yeah, Kalim. It seems like a Kalim Mishnah. That when it comes to vessels owned by a uh, house, right, Balibatim, that we, that they're Tame and they get a hole in it. And you want to say, well, is this considered broken enough that it can be considered Tahor? So we say that when it comes to Kalim Balibatim, the shear of the, the size of the hole that needs to get in them to make it considered no longer usable, and tahor at this point would be uh, the size that a pomegranate can come through it. Uvai chizkia, and chizkia asks, Nikav visosmo. What happens if you make a hole the size of an olive, and then you fill in that hole? Because of nikav visosmo, and then you go to the area adjacent to that uh, olive-sized hole, and you create another olive-sized hole. And you keep on doing this exercise, until even though you keep on filling in the hole, so there was never any time when there was a hole the size of a pomegranate, but cumulatively, all the, the, the area that was removed and replaced added up to the size of a pomegranate. So you basically have in this kli a pomegranate's worth amount that was not there originally. Right, so you've, 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 you've cumulatively removed a pomegranate size from this kli, but there was never any one point where there was a hole the size of a pomegranate. So they want to know what's the halacha. So Rabbi Yochanan, so Rabbi Yochanan said to Chizkia, Rabbi Shanisalan, Rabbi, you've taught us sandal shnifska achas me'ozna v'tikna. If you have a uh, sandal and you removed one of its ears. And then you um, replaced the ear. Tame midras, so it retains its tumas midras. I guess if a zav 
kind of was standing on it before you kind of removed and replaced the ears, well, the, well, the ear, it retains its Tumas Midras. Nifsikashniya, now if the second ear falls off, so Vitikna, and then you replace that ear, Tawar Mina Midras. So you no longer Tami Tumas, it no longer has the Tumas Midras that it once had. Avatami Maga Midras, but it's still Tami Tumas Maga from the Midras that it initially had. Okay, because when it was initially Tami Tumas Midras, it was like Ilu touching itself, and therefore it, uh, even when the Tumas Midras goes away, the Tumas Maga remains. Fine. The question I had on that, I didn't understand because once it's no longer considered a Kli, then it shouldn't be considered a Kli for Tumas Maga. Anyways, I don't know. Whatever that is. Ve'amra Allah. And, uh, Ve'amra Allah. And Yuchizkiya said about it. Maishna Rishona De'akai Mashniya. How come when the first ear falls off of the sandal, um, it retains its Tumas Midras? So that must be because, well, the second ear is still there even when the first ear falls off. Well, Shniya Nami, well, then when the second ear falls off and gets replaced, Hakaima Rishona, well, at the time that the second ear fell off, the first ear was still there. So, and you said to us, Allah, about it, Panim Chadash was Ba'ulachan. You said, yeah, but the fact of the matter is that if you take a look at this shoe, both of its ears are new. These are not the ears that this shoe was born with, that we have removed and replaced both of the ears even if it was at different times. The fact of the matter is, is that the ears that are here on this sandal now um, were not the ears that it was born with. So Hachanami, let's say the same thing by this, by this, chut, by this wall that's surrounding this um, Kaipaf. So let's say over here as well that, um, well, no, so the truth is, I think that's probably in the context of the Kli, but it's the same thing, right? So, um, so, 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 you know, Rabbi Yochanan in answering Chizki's Kasha about when you take the the, 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 the kli, and you put in a hole the size of a pomegranate, and you keep on filling it in, but keep on making new holes, and keep on filling those in, so look, the fact of the matter is, you have an area the size of a pomegranate in this kli, that was not there initially, and that is significant, and yes, at this point, this kli would be considered tahor, so, um, now, to apply that to this wall, so the fact of the matter is, you have a wall, well, really, you have a space. The space was surrounded by a wall. But when you surrounded it by the wall, the intention was not for being a residential space. Now what you've done is you've essentially removed more than 10 amos from that wall and replaced it, even if it was in little bits and pieces. So what we want to say over here is, is, that, is that the same um, uh, concept would apply, which is the fact of the matter is you have more than 10 amos of wall that is was not there from the original. And therefore, we, this would work to make it now considered a residential space since when you replace it, since when you replaced all these pieces of wall, you replace them with the intention of making it a residential space. Kariale, so Schizkia said to, uh, uh, Rabbi Yochanan, Lezdein bar inish, wow, this is not a person, it is an angel. barnash, those who say, no, actually what it means is that this is a great man. Okay, awesome. Let's move on. So if you have this like yard that's behind a house. Now, there are two interesting things about this yard. Maybe three. No, probably two, I guess. One is that um, there is no entrance into this yard behind the house from the house, which um, I think by the, the idea is that by definition, it makes it non-residential since you can't really easily get in and out. You probably have to scale the wall somehow. And the second interesting thing is that it is larger than a base sa'asayim. So essentially you have a non-residential space that's larger than a base sa'asayim. So of course you, you are unable to carry there. So, so you can only carry four amos, i.e. 
you're not allowed to carry. In any place where you're not allowed to carry, you're allowed to carry four am, up to four amas. So Vamar of Nachman, of Nachman said, in Pasach lo Pesach Mutal Pesach Matiro. However, if you open up a door into this back space, well then you're allowed to carry in there because now it's residential space. Now, but that would only work if you first opened the door and then put up the walls. Meaning, obviously in the way I was presenting it, as you had this space already with the walls, so then this wouldn't work anymore. Meaning, the point is that when you have a space behind the house in order to carry in, you would first have to open the wall and then put up the walls. Right? But just kind of opening up a door into this area that already had walls around it and it was non-residential, that would not be enough to now just make it residential. So Pasach Levasov Hukaf Pshita. So if you open the door and then put up the walls, obviously that would be usable because you're clearly putting up the walls, the shame dira. So Lotricha de Isbe Dare Maudema Adaita de Vedare Avde Kamash Malan. So the Gemara answers, yeah, but the Ukimta here is that it's talking about where there was also some kind of, um, what was it, like a, a wheat mill that was close by. And therefore, yeah, a, a gorin, a granary that was, that was close by. And therefore, maybe the Havmina was to say that you really open up the door to get to the granary, not in order to create this like residential space. So Kamash Malan, that no, if you open up the door and then you build a wall around the space that you want to enclose around in your backyard, so then you'd be able to carry there. So Hevra, the, the idea is that in order to be able to um, carry in this karpaf that's larger than a base sa'asayim, you would need to put up the walls l'shem dira. Now, if you put up the walls not l'shem dira, you would have to really, uh, you know, break it and fix it, essentially, in order to enable you to carry in that area, right? To re-establish it, this time l'shem dira. Karpav yosem ibeis sa'asayim. Again, if you have a karpav that is larger than a beis sa'asayim, shehukaf ladira. Ah, but this time it was surrounded for residential space, so then you can carry in there. But what happened? Minasmali mine got filled up with water. Hmm. Okay. So the rabbis thought to say that it's like seeds, which of course we know that if you have this karpav that's larger than a beis sa'asayim and it's seeds, well then you can't um, you can't carry over there. Ve'asir. So he said the name of Rava that actually this water will be treated like trees. And it's fine, it's no problem. Trees are okay, we said, to have an achotzer. Well, this karpaf is larger than this base sign. But if it's ladira, then it's fine, because if it's trees, we treat it as trees, it's fine. Omar Amemar. Says but this water would have to be drinkable. If it's not drinkable water, so then we can't, uh, then you would be unable to carry in this karpaf anymore. Well, this area that, it's funny, karpaf I think implies like non-residential, but over here it was uh, surrounded with walls for the intention of being residential, but then it got flooded. So, so we're saying, look, says, right, Rava says you could treat it as trees, which is okay, but Amemar qualifies that this water would at least have to be drinkable. Amar of Ashi, says of Ashi, and says of Ashi, even if this water is drinkable, Nami lo amarn, el shem ba'omko yosem be'sa'asayim. Aval yesh ba'omko yosem be'sa'asayim aser. Now says of Ashi, that even if the water is drinkable, still, you would have to make sure that there isn't a space of, um, 
larger than Tusa'a that the water goes 10 tefachim deep into the ground. But if you have a, an area in this enclosed area with all this water that is larger than two base sa'a and it goes deep into the ground, 10, like it seeps into the ground, 10 tefachim, well then you won't be able to carry in there. The Gemara says, but, you know, you don't really have to pay attention to, you know, it's not true what Ravashi is saying because, you know, if I have, I don't know, a car, this like enclosed area and I fill it up with fruits, I could still carry in there. So here also, fill up with water, I can carry in there also. It's not a big deal. All right, fine. Now we get on back to like a whole interesting mubby situation. We're going to have to look at some diagrams, Chavra. We're going to have to look at some diagrams, Lemaise. Um, so I'm getting out my diagrams. All right, great. Diagram is here. This diagram is going to be on 24B1. All right, friends, 24B1. Let's do it. Hi, Rechava. So there's a certain Rechava. Rechava is like a back lot. Remember that from Dav Zion, right? We had that Mavui that opened up into a back lot. So here also we have a Mavui that opens into a back lot. But it gets a little more complicated than that. Not too much more, but like nothing we can't deal with. We could basically deal with anything at this point. So, so there was this um, back lot that was in a place called Pumnara. Now I'm wondering if Pumnara is somehow connected to Pumpadisa because we're going to see that Abaye got involved in this story and Abaye was like a Pumpadisa character. He grew up in Rabba's house. Rabba was Rosh Hashiva Pumpadisa. Abaye then became the Rosh Hashiva Pumpadisa. Rav Yosef. I mean, these, right, these are all the people that... Abaye is always... Um, uh, you know, closely associated with Pumpadisa. I wonder if Pumnara is somehow connected to Pumpadisa. So, the Chad Gisava Pasiach Lemata. Now, on one end, uh, you know, on one side of this back lot, it was opened up to a Mavui that opens into the city. And then the other side of this um, back lot was open to a path. A path of like vineyards. And then the uh, path of vineyards opens up into the um, sea. So let's, let's take a look at this diagram for a minute. So you can see in this diagram on 24B1 that there's this back lot. Now, essentially on either side of this back lot, there, there's a mavui. Okay? Um, one is referred to as the shvil, right? One of them is referred to as the, on the, on the left side. The one is, the, that's referred to as the vineyard path. Because I guess it somehow goes to vineyards. Um, but still, you know, there, there are chatzers that open on either side of that path. It's essentially a mavui. Um, now this vineyard path opens into the sea. Okay. Now the sea, um, the bank of the sea is 10 tfachim deep. So it's essentially a wall, right? Essentially, meikra din, this mavui is a rishusa ayachid, right? Um, and then it kind of opens up into the back lot there in the middle on either, on, on that side. And then on the other side of this back lot is a mo- like a classic mavoi that basically opens up into Rosh Hashanah. Um, also, two chatzers open up into that mavoi, it opens up to Rosh Hashanah. And then you can see also there that there's a tzura sapesach by the entrance of the mavoi from Rosh Hashanah. Okay, and this is what we're talking about. So, okay, what do you want me to tell you? This is what we're talking about. So, so we have these two mavois that... Essentially, the problem is that they open up into this back lot. Now, this back lot, the reason why it's a problem is because this back lot is larger than a base Sa'asayim, and it's not Hukaf Ladira, right? So it's not residential, and it's larger than, than, than a base Sa'asayim. So you can't carry in this back lot. Now, essentially, each of these two Mavuis 
are Rishus Ayachid because they have three walls, right? Right, the, the Mavwi that opens up to Rishus Arabim, so it's got a Surah Sapesach there by its entrance to Rishus Arabim, and the path, the vineyard path, has the wall of the sea, which is Tent Fachim, which I guess you say good Asik, and uh, it, it's a wall as well. So each of those individually are Rishus Ayachid, and you should be able to carry them. However, they're completely breached into this back lot. And the back lot you cannot carry because it's larger than a base assignment, it's non-residential. So that kind of messes things up and you can no longer carry in either of these two mavuis. Now, they want to fix this problem because they want to be able to carry in their mavuis. So what they want to do is they want to convert this back lot into a residential space. And by converting it to residential space, well then these two mavuis open up to a residential space and, 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 and it's no problem. They'll probably have to make an error between them because then it's shared, whatever it is. We'll worry about that when we get there. First, let's figure out how to make this back lot into a residential space. So this has to do with what we've been talking about up until now. Is you have uh, an area that was enclosed, not with the intention of residential space. How can you make it now suitable to be able to carry in there now that you want to make it a residential space? So what can we do to this back lot that's stuck in the middle to Kilu make it hukaf ladira? So, Amr Abai, Hechi Naivid. So Abai says, what the heck can we do? Laivid le mechitza aguda denaira. So if we kind of put up a wall where the vineyard path opens up to the water, and we'll just kind of put up a proper wall over there, and then by putting up a proper wall over there, it will be ki'ilu, we're also enclosing this back lot space that, you know, where this vineyard path opens up into and it'll be ki'ilu we're putting up a, a proper wall over there and then um, this time it'll be hukaf with the intention of living in it the problem is that this um, th- there's already a wall there right this 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 river is ten tefachim deep and therefore it serves as a wall you know putting up more wall there doesn't make anything different. It already has a wall and this makes no, you know, it won't be considered like we're putting up a new wall for this backlot area. All we're doing is just making an existing wall higher and that makes no difference. This backlot area. I don't know if I said back wall, but I meant backlot. We're trying to fix this backlot area. Fine. So then Abai was thinking, okay, now what if, how about this? Well, make a tzuras a pesach where the um, vineyard path and the back lot meet, and by doing that, we will properly be enclosing at least this mavui area. So now, this mavui area will be completely enclosed because of this tzuras a pesach, right? This vineyard path mavui area will be completely closed. It's got four walls now, right? It's got the walls on either side by the chotzers, and it's got the wall of the river on that side, and then it's got the tzuras a pesach where it meets with the back lot. And now you can certainly close, you can certainly carry in this vineyard path mavoi because it's completely enclosed. And then what we'll say is that since this Surah Sapesach works to, as, as a wall for this mavoi, let's also say that it's going to work to serve as a wall for this back lot. And it's Kilu, and now we put up this wall with the intention of, of, of living in it. The problem is also Gamle, Shadjanle. The problem is that you can have camels coming from the Rishus Arabim on the other side you know, from the city. They're going to walk through this area to try to get to the water in order to um, drink and they're going to knock down this Tzuras HaPesach. So that's not a good option. 
So Ela Amar Abai, so Abai suggests, Lavid Lechi Apischa Tishvil Shokramim, Tibugo de Mahani Lishvil Shokramim, Mani Namli Rechava. So Abai's suggestion is, what you should do is make a Lechi. Now, a Lechi, as we know, doesn't have to have any, right? It has to be 10 Tvachim tall, but that, but that's it. It could be any size other than that. So, he said, he suggests, why don't you just put a Lechi at the entrance of this, of this, um, vineyard Mavui path, and then, It'll, you know, you don't have to worry about camels knocking it over. And this lechi, we also learned in the Tesvav that Abayi's opinion is that it's lechi is mishum mechitza. So it's kiilu, we're adding a wall to this path. And then because this wall is significant for this path area, we can consider it significant for this backlot area as well to make it kiilu, we're putting up a wall, the shame, um, you know, um, dira. Cool. Now the reason why you don't need a wall for the back lot is because you just don't need a wall. I mean, it's already surrounded with walls and this, where it opens up into this mavi is less than 10 um, Amos, so there's no breach, it's just a Pesach, so like, you know, you don't need a wall for this back lot area, but you do need a wall for this Mavoy area, because it's Nifritza Bimlo Olamakum Asr, it's completely open, but by putting up this Lechi, it's as if we're enclosing this Mavoy area, so that is completely enclosed, and let's say that since it works for the Mavoy area, for this vineyard path Mavoy thing, so then it'll also, you know, be able to work to serve as enclosing the back lot, and this time it was with the intention of living in it. Amalei Rava, so Rava responds to Abai, Imkain, but if that's the case, Yomu Lechi Mo'il, Lishvil, Shalkram Da'ama. Rava's concerned though. What he's concerned is that people won't realize that in this case, um, actually the wall that is on the other side of the vineyard path is the wall that is formed by the river. People won't realize that because you don't really see this wall because it's like in the river, right? It's just the river is ten fachim deep. So we can say, good, good Asik, nobody says that. Nobody says good Asik explicitly. I assume that that's the point. Is that we say that there's a wall, Lemaisa. And once there's a wall, there's a wall, and it goes up forever. Kilu, right? The wall is a, is a good wall, even if it's lower down. Um, now, now people won't realize that, and they'll, they'll just think, "Oh, I see what's going on. It's open on one side to the river, but on the other side, all I need to do is make make a lechi, and that's fine." So then they'll say that by mavoyam mefulash, all you need is a lechi. But that's not true. Obviously, by mavoyam mefulash, you need, um, you know, tzuras a pesach and a lechi or a kora. So. But they won't realize that in this case it's not a Mavi Mafulash because the fact of the matter is that the river serves as a wall. So people will make mistakes. So Rava wasn't, um, satisfied with Abai's approach. So rather, Alama Rava, Avdinan Lechi the Pischa Dimata. Rather what we do is instead of putting the Lechi by the entrance to the vineyard path, put the Lechi by the entrance to the Mavui path. Right, meaning the Mavui on the other side of the back lot that goes out to the Rosh So, Demigo, and then what you'll do is you'll have this lechi for that mavui. And now that mavui essentially is, is a mavui that on one side is open to Rosh Hashanah, on the other side is open to this back lot. So you can't carry in this mavui. But on one side, you put up the Tzuras of Pesach, where it enter, where it connects to the Rosh Hashanah. So now you have it, and then you'll put up a lechi now by where it connects to the back lot. So you'll have a mavui that is open on two sides to parts that are not allowed, but you have a Tzuras Pesach on one side and a Lechi on the other side. That's exactly what you have to do with the Mavoy Mufulash. And now you can carry in the Mavoy. And we'll say that since this Lechi works to, as, a, as a wall for this Mavoy, so then it will also work as... Um, For a, um, 
Well, not necessarily as a wall, because Rava's, Rava's opinion is that actually Alechi is not for a wall, it's as a hacker. But since it'll work and be significant to allow you to carry in this uh, Mavoy, it will also uh, be significant, uh, I guess, for the back lot to en- en- enable it to be considerate, like it, to consider it like something was done to make it hukaf the Shemdira, and you can carry now in the back lot as well. That's Rava's suggestion. Interesting that Rava, yeah, because a baye is about like making a wall. So like this lechi would actually serve as like, as like a proper wall. And since it serves as a wall for the mavo, it also serves as a wall for the, for, for the, for the, for the back lot. According to Rava though, he says that lechi is mishumakera. Right? He says, he says it's about a heker. In which case, um, it's not really serving the purpose of a wall. It's more serving the purpose of like changing the status to enable you to carry. So since it enables you to carry in the mavo, so I guess it enables you to carry in the back lot as well. Okay. Fine. Now the Gemara says Hilkach Tatuli b'Mata Gufa Shari Tatuli b'Rechava Gufa Shari. So now, okay, great, Mazel Tov. So you can carry in this Mavui that goes from Shusa Rabim to the back lot because it has it serves a Pesach and has a Lechi, and you can carry also in the back lot because now it's Hukaf L'Shem Dira. So you can carry in each one individually, but there's still two separate Rishusa Yachids, right? There's still two separate Rishusa Yachids. How can we carry between them? Right? Or the question is, can we carry between them? So, mimata What about carrying between this mavui and the back lot, or between the back lot and the mavui? So, pligiba ravacha veravina. So, smachlok between ravacha and ravina chad aser vechad shari. One of them says aser, one of them says it's motor. Remember, I'm going to repeat that just because I think I wasn't super clear. Right, you have his mavo. You could certainly carry in the mavo. Right, right. There's no question about that, right? And the back lot, right, because the mavo has a as a tzuras a pesach and a lechi. Now you can also carry in the back lot because it was hukaf the shame the, the the shame dira. The question is, can you carry one from from the other? Now the only reason why you wouldn't be allowed to carry from one to the other is if we treat it as if it's a space that's owned by two different people, right? So now here's the thing. So mandashari deha leka diurin. So the Mandamu says that you're allowed to carry between one and the other, between the backlot and the and the and the mavui. Well, it's no problem because um, nobody actually lives in that backlot area. So it's not like you're carrying from the mavui, which is owned by one group of people, to this backlot, which is owned by another group of people. It's not actually owned by anybody in particular. So therefore, you can carry there. The Mandamu says that you can't carry between them. He says, look, sometimes there might actually be people living there and then you won't be able to carry between the two of them, but you'll be so used to carrying from one to the other that you'll end up carrying between them and that will be a problem. So therefore, don't do it even when there are no diurin. Okay, whatever. That is Daf Chof Dalit. I guess it was kind of technical. I didn't think it was going to end up being that technical, but I guess it is. All right. Let's review some stuff. So we started talking about a um, residential area that is larger than two sa'a that you like kind of planted seeds in it. So let's break it down and figure out what's what at the end of the day. So we said, look, if the seeded area is a majority, forget about it. You know, you have this space that its majority is basically a karpaf that you can't carry in. So you can't carry in the whole space. Now, what if the seeded area is a minority of it? So if the seeded area is less than two sa'a, then it's fine because it's not significant and it's a minority and you go by the majority, which is the chatzar and it's fine. But if this um, area um, is two sa'a, if the seated area is two sa'a, so now there's a machlokas. The first way to understand it is basically the machlokas about what does Rav Huna of Yeshua say, which is 
So the first way to understand it is that you are unable to carry in this enclosed area anymore because since this area that's a base sa'a is significant, right? And therefore that makes it essentially like a karpaf. And then you have the chatzah area. You can't carry between the karpaf and the chatzah like the chachamim. The other way to understand is like Rabbi Yirmiyah Midifti who's a little bit more makeless says, look, if it's, if it's two base sa'a, as long as it's not more than two base sa'a, but if it's two base sa'a, so then um, it'll be fine because basically you have a karpaf and you have a chatzar in the same space. You can carry between the karpaf and the chatzar. It's no problem. That would be like Rabbi Shimon. Fine. If it's large, if the seated area is larger than, than, than base sa'asayim, then you can't carry in the chatzar anymore because um, they're because in, in this like uh, uh, surrounded area because um, it, because included there is this area larger than a base sa'a and you um, basically the chatzar area is nifritz of mlo to the base sa'a the larger than base sa'a area. Fine. We get to a residential area that's larger than two sa'a that you planted trees there. So we said trees are fine, right? So Yehuda says, however, that the trees must be in a row. Rav Nachman says the trees don't need to be in a row. Fine. Then we add a few other things, right? We said that um, if you have a, a, an area that was enclosed, not the diur, but then you want to make it the diur, so you kind of have to break the wall and fix the wall, okay? Then we said that if you have a mavui and a path that opened into a back lot, so Ba'i says, look, if you want to be able to, um, and, uh, you know, and now this back lot, what, it's larger than two base and it's not the shame diurin. So if you want to be able to make this back lot the shame diurin, so what you can do is you can put up a lechi at the entrance to that vineyard path thing. And then since it's a significant lechi for the vineyard path, it's also a significant lechi to make this back lot for residents, for residential purposes. Rava says, that if you do that, people might not realize that there's actually a wall behind it, which is formed by the river, and they might think that by a mavui, I'm a foolish, all you need is a lechi. So therefore, what he says is rather put it on, on the other mavui, which already has a tzuras pesach on one end, and then um, since it's, the lechi is significant for that mavui, it's also significant for the back lot. The question is then, can you carry between this mavui and the back lot? They're both rishus hayachids in their own right, but can you carry between those three shusayachids? So Mandamar says, one Mandamar says it's mutter because there's nobody actually lives in that back lot. So it's not like it's owned by two different parties. Whereas, um, the Mandamar says, Zatsuri says, look, sometimes people can live there. And therefore, um, we have to be concerned about those times. Chevra, have a great day. Peace.